0: Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. Hello, I'm your host, Gina Gooseman, a CEO, lawyer, author, and woman business owner here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. For today's episode, I have with me my partner, the managing partner of Trust Law Council, Barry Sackett. Barry is our Trust Law Council leader here at Gooseman Law Firm, and his main office is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're gonna talk about the ins and outs of succession planning for farmers and ranchers. Welcome, Barry.
1: Thanks Gina, really excited to be here.
0: Barry, if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I, uh, as you said, I currently sit in Sioux Falls, but grew up in Northwest Iowa. Um, Practiced with my my father and my grandfather in a firm that started in 1918. Um, Have a lot of uh, farmer and rancher clients um, throughout the years, uh, both in, production and processing and transportation and feed and kind of the whole gamut of, of the agricultural space. Uh, our trust law council uh, has a lot of those clients throughout the Midwest, uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, um, and do a lot of work in that area. Uh, we really focus on, the, on those folks that are, are looking at uh, keeping their farming operations in their family or, or passing them on and putting them into good hands uh, we understand the, the value that our clients place in the land that they've spent so much, so, so much of their lives and, and generations on.
0: As a farmer's daughter myself, I can tell you that my dad put a lot of stock in ground and he's like, he just liked an asset that you could go out and kick if you want it to. So.
1: <laughs> That's right. We're, my family is going on to our, our second and third generation of, of farm ground as well. So uh, very, very much in touch with that feeling.
0: So, Barry, you mentioned Trust Law Council. Tell us about your team and what the team at Trust Law Council Gooseman looks like today.
1: Well, our team is made up of, uh, of estate planning attorneys and then specialists in certain areas. Um, we uh, were fortunate that we're sitting in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we, we have what we call the South Dakota Advantage. Uh, the trust laws and the trust industry in South Dakota is very well developed and, and really leads the nation and, and in some ways leads the world in how we handle generational wealth, um, both for protection of assets and secrecy of, of, uh, of certain uh, aspects of, of how things happen. But mainly, we've got very talented professionals that uh, know how to keep assets together, manage them, protect them. Um, and we're able to offer those services in the other states that we work in, in, in both Minnesota Iowa uh, Nebraska and really around the around the country we've got clients from all over um, so we've also got a very strong back room uh, as far as administrating uh, t- trusts uh, and and working through pro- probate for our clients that get in that situation um, and we've got we've got attorneys and and support staff in all four of our offices in Spirit Lake uh, Sioux Falls Sioux City and Omaha
0: Outstanding. So let's focus in a little bit more on farmers and ranchers and what are some specific options that they should consider in their succession plan?
1: Well, you know, those options have changed a lot over the years as the uh, estate planning exemptions have changed, um, as some state laws have changed. Uh, And so the size of, of your operation makes a difference about what things we might look at. Um, but generally, um, creating uh, a, uh, a trust for uh, a family that owns ground um, and wants to make sure that that ground stays in the family for the next generation uh, with enough flexibility that uh, if some of, the, some of the next generation want to farm and some don't, or if some want to own ground and some don't, that we've got that ability to still hang on to the land. Um, luckily, a lot of uh, farmland and ranch land is, is uh, without a lot of debt against it. So that gives us options. Um, and then, you know, also looking at how that land is managed and make sure that uh, the trustee has the ability to hire the right, uh, the right tenants for the ground and, and to, to keep that uh, productive for generations to come.
0: Great. And I always think if, uh, you know, you're a farmer and you're wondering, why does your neighbor own their ground in a trust? That's a great opportunity to give you a call and find out why.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I think if you pull out your plat book and you look around you, uh, most farmers will find out that uh, a majority of the ground around them uh, is held in trust. Um, And the reasons that I I just mentioned, certainly there's tax, uh, both income tax considerations to make on, on how things are taxed currently. But certainly um, as the, the prices of, of farm ground continues to rise to astronomical levels, many more people are looking at estate tax uh, considerations when they're looking at their holdings and how do they avoid that and make sure that the land can get into the next generation without having to pay a lot of tax.
0: And at a fundamental level, if it's held inside of a trust, you can avoid probate when the owner passes away and keep it out of the court system and tie it up for a year and a half.
1: That's right. The, the, you can avoid probate. That gives you, obviously, more ability to manage that ground as you're going through the, the family transitions, but it also uh, creates a, a large amount of privacy as far as how things are held and, uh, you know, if there's issues within your family, those things don't need to be uh, aired in public and can be handled uh, by the trustee.
0: You mentioned secrecy, and I think uh, that is attractive to a lot of farm families. I know, in, in my personal family and my my grandparents, you know, uh, who owned what and what was valuable. Uh, that some people really like and value secrecy. Uh, can you touch upon that a little bit more, Barry?
1: Well, it's funny you say that. You know, I have clients that live a section apart and uh, don't know anything about the the farmer on the next session. It can be it can be very isolated, but. You know, the other thing is that, that there's a lot that happens within a farm family and in, in generations, and um, part of that history is family lore. It's not public lore, um, and and it's important that uh, to remain harmony. Certainly, in-laws and uh, spouses can get involved when things are public um, that uh, don't help the situation as far as farm family harmony, and so we can we can create uh, ability to have as I I often say, cooler heads manage the property and not have everybody involved in it.
0: Let's shift over a little bit and talk about 1031 Exchange and how might that be a benefit?
1: Well, most farm ground that uh, is in Iowa hasn't changed hands. And when I say most, probably 80% of it hasn't changed hands in the last 20 years, which means that the basis, the value of that land in the the owner's hands uh, is what uh, that land was worth 20 years ago. Um, so on, on the whole, less than $1,000 an acre. And now we're seeing, you know, twenty-five dollars to $30,000 an acre. So that gain uh, is going to be taxable if it's sold uh, during someone's lifetime. Um, so we have a number of clients, for example, that have farm ground that border Sioux Falls or Omaha or Sioux City that turns into development land. And often they're able to do a 1031 exchange, which basically means you don't get the cash from the sale, but you utilize that cash to buy more like ground. So if if it's a if it's a 80 acres of development ground that's a, a adjacent to Omaha, and we're able to get fifty thousand dollars an acre for it, we can go out and buy five times as much land at ten thousand dollars an acre um, out in, in Nebraska. And so often that's a, it's a way that to certainly um, benefit the next generation by having that kind of productive farm ground, both uh, in the income that it, it, it uh, generates, but then also the appreciation um, as your, your family's building wealth.
0: Barry, let's check on the situation that does come up quite a bit where somebody inherits some farm ground, but they don't actually wanna work the farm and be the farmer. What do you recommend for those folks?
1: Well, you know, there's, there's certainly farm managers out there and some national farm managers that will, would take over the ground. Um, often that comes with, uh, with a price. Uh, another way certainly to do it is to create a trust and have a trusted uh, trustee. And I've got clients that, that manage a lot of ground for, for others, and that can be a negotiation. So if you've got a relation there, that, that makes that easier. And then, you know, another way to do it is to kind of do it yourself, but have a good farm tenant. Um, and the relationship between farm tenants and, and landlords is very important. Um, you want somebody that cares about your land and is, is certainly maintaining it. It's a partnership. Uh, improvements need to be made in tiling and other things that, that needs to be uh, a joint effort. Um, but, you know, we've been very successful in setting up good lease arrangements so that, you uh, as, as prices rise, uh, both parties benefit. Um, and those leases can be very important for tax purposes and other things as, as you're getting into them. And we can talk maybe a little bit about that as well.
0: You bet. So when you're looking at all these different options, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think having people that have this uh, knowledge about farms and how to do succession planning, it, it really is a unique area of estate planning. Would you agree?
1: I would, you know, and, and the other thing that I, I get a lot of clients that come in and they've had a banker tell them what to do, or they've got a, uh, you know, a crop insurance agent telling them what to do, or they've got a neighbor telling them what to do. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of things that owning your ground and certainly passing your ground into the next generation touch. Um, you know, so. We're, we're in this business, and we, we see it every day. Um, we certainly rely on a lot of partners in the industry, but um, I, I I guess I just want to uh, give a warning to people that um, it's not a it's a, it's a complex matter, and uh, somebody with one piece of advice might not be the whole picture that you need to look at when you when you're seeing how these things happen because you know, that the plan that you make isn't gonna happen right away. It's gonna happen, you know, maybe 10 years down the line. So you really need to understand what what's gonna be different in 10 years.
0: That's a really good point. I know uh, my dad would go to coffee in the mornings at the local coffee shop and they actually called it the Brain Center. And <laughs> he would laugh, he would say, oh, you know, you can get all your answers at the Brain Center and, and he would joke about that. But I think that goes a long way with what you're saying there, Barry.
1: That's right. Yeah. You can go to Ivy or Casey's or wherever all the farmers kind of get together and learn a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, you want somebody looking uh, specifically at your situation because everybody is unique.
0: You bet. You bet. So let's shift and talk a little bit about Iowa in particular and how the new tax bill might impact farmers and their retirement income.
1: Yeah, it, it, some some significant changes uh, that will happen in 2023 for Iowa farmers, those that are retiring from farming but have been actively farming for uh, a period of 10 years and have owned their land for 10 years, can avoid any state tax on the income that they're earning from those leases. Uh, they need to be leases uh, that that they're not participating in, so um, not crop share leases, they're, they're kind of still active in the farming operation, uh, there's uh, another uh, uh, part of the Iowa um, the Iowa tax structure on farming that that has been one way, and it's changing a little bit, also relating to this area, and that's the capital gains treatment. Um, there's a way to avoid the capital gains tax on selling farmland if you've been a farmer, and that's been in place for a long time, but. You can't do both. You can't take the income from or avoid the income from the rent and avoid the the capital gains in the same year. Um, it's expanded a little bit to include machinery. So, you're, if you've got a full farm operation and you've got a couple million dollars worth of machinery and you're going to sell that, you can avoid some capital gains tax on that as well. Um, so, and all those those uh, statutes are changing the law in 2023. Um, sometimes you've got to give a law a couple of years to play out before you know how exactly how the Department of Revenue is going to handle it. But um, if you're at that age, I, I would certainly recommend that you get some good advice before you make any sales or, uh, you know, sign a lease with somebody if you're going to be uh, getting out of farming in the next year.
0: Great advice. And I know uh, farmers absolutely love, just like most of Americans, not paying any more tax than you have to
1: yeah I mean, farmers this year i i do tax work and you know they they came in and they've had a great year but they don't like me this year because they they generally have to pay some taxes of course the implement dealers they they're pretty excited about this year because they they can go out and buy a new tractor and, and pay pay them instead uncle sam so um you know it's it's uh it's the nature of of farming farmers feed us uh you know it's a very difficult life there's a, there's a lot of ups and downs, and you know, even a large operation has such dramatic swings, and we understand that, and, and certainly have been through it with folks, and and we're here to to help you, help you pass that down to the next generation, and help them understand it, and help them uh, operate their their farming uh, and ranching operations into the next generation. So, um, very excited to talk to you about this today, Gina.
0: Well, thank you, Barry, so much for sharing your insight. Have a great day, everyone. Go make it worth it. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at
1: GuzmanLaw.com.